Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Pages and Stages. My name is Joelle and I'm the Vibrarian. I'm here to elevate, enlighten, and empower with information that I hope that you will find enlightening and something that just really makes your day. Every week I'm here reading through pages and stages. This is a journey through a story on a weekly basis, and each week we cover a few chapters depending on how much we're able to get in during the time. And I'm so excited to be able to share this with you and also the other content that I'm bringing out on the Vibrary Radio Network. You can tune in to the Vibrary page on Blog Talk Radio. If you're curious about the word that I'm saying, it's like library, but it's high vibration. That's V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y. I'd love to connect with you out in the social network world. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find me under the Vibrarian, V-I-B-E as in energy, R-A-R-I-A-N. I'd love to connect with you, and if you have positive information that you would like shared, I'm happy to pass that on to spread the love and light as far as possible. Now, the turnaround time is the story that we have been reading each week. We're getting ready to start Chapter 11 this evening. This story is written by author Liz Grauman Nolan, and it tells of a story of her twin flame journey. Um, if you don't know what a twin flame is, you'll probably want to get back to Chapter 1, which you can find all of the previous chapters on the Vibrary YouTube channel. Just search for either the turnaround time or the Vibrary, and you can start this story from the beginning. Uh, we've met for several weeks, and I think this is the sixth session, and we'll be finishing up. I think we're definitely over the halfway part. Um, if you're a subscriber on iTunes, thank you for tuning in, and for each of you that have liked, commented, and shared this story with others, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. When I first read this story, it just really touched me, and it was something I couldn't put it down. And I later found out after recommending it to several people that it had gone out of print and was no longer available on Amazon Kindle or in any print material that I could find. So I felt that it was important for me to read this story in order to be able to share it with others. So without any further ado, I'd love to just begin our evening time together. And thank you for journeying with me through tonight's pages and stages the Turnaround Time by Liz Grauman Nolan. Chapter 11. 11, 11. I could no longer feel his hand. It was a snowy winter day in the late 1980s when I woke up remembering nothing. Despite having a childhood filled with love, I always felt different. I figured my feelings of being in a strange world came mainly from being a first-generation American, born to Argentinian parents, or because my first language was Spanish. I spoke no English till I was five years old. But in time, it became clear these things were not the real issues. 
I had intuition, awareness, and maturity at a very young age. I had a whimsical connection to my inner world. Looking back, I can see that I was living in two worlds at once, for I still felt a part of the spirit world from where I came. I dreamed about it all the time. I know now this was because my love was still there, able to protect and love me from above. I wanted to be with him. But shortly before I turned five, he incarnated. I experienced this as a great loss I did not understand. Things changed for me then, and I began to feel lonely. His birth would eventually bring us together in the physical world, but in the meantime, I was now without him. I was always looking for him. I just knew there was a blonde boy that was my other half. Though back then, I thought I was imagining that I saw him everywhere. As a child, I was quiet and introspective. Teachers and family called me a daydreamer. I was more interested in an ethereal life where the loving angels and my love were. I was able to sense what others were thinking and feeling long before I was old enough to understand this. It was challenging to feel comfortable in a world where many people denied their emotions. The mismatch of what I perceived and felt deeply to be true versus what others presented became painful and confusing. I had wisdom well beyond my years and found friendships not based on depth of communication at a soul level to be unfulfilling, as were many typical social activities. Inside myself, I knew there was something I had to do. I just knew this nagging sense of purpose was always with me. When I turned 22 years of age, I began to hear the loving angels. At first, it was mainly through feelings and pictures. Later, I heard their words. I felt an irresistible pull to heal people with my hands. I felt the loving angels working through me, moving my hands to perform energy healing that was impacting the well-being of others immensely. At first, I had no idea that these were the same techniques I used in Atlantis, but over time, I remembered everything. People began coming to me from everywhere for healing. I was drawn to people, places, and books that were awakening me to the wisdom and my memories. I began to channel higher truths, first through writing, then through speaking. When working on clients through energy healing, I would receive information about their bodies, their health, their state of mind, their emotions, and their souls. A flood of information would come to me about them. I would share words of counsel on how to heal at all levels. It was as if a window opened to the soul of my client, and I became a voice for the loving angels. In time, I began to receive personal messages from loved ones that had crossed over. Seeing and hearing spirits now became a normal everyday occurrence as I became a receiver for final messages from loved ones recently passed. All the while, I was uh, developing as a traditional psychotherapist. Personally, however, I was not doing so well. I had a string of difficult relationships, was insecure, and unable to really manage my love life. It was as if I were two people in one, a wise old soul far beyond my age and years, 
and a confused, troubled young woman in difficult relationships, riddled with self-esteem issues. I looked and acted like anyone my age of the times, enjoying all the fun my peers did. But inside, I was much more serious and lonely. I longed for deep and meaningful interactions with like-minded, like-spirited friends. It was challenging to know what people were really feeling and be able to sense their deepest unresolved issues, life lessons, soul purpose, futures, and even their past lives and early traumas. I could not turn off my abilities as a seer, empath, healer, medium, and channel. Spirits were appearing to me regularly. For a long time, I did not understand why I had these abilities. I felt way over my head, similar to how I felt growing up in Atlantis. I struggled every day to feel normal. I shared most of this with no one for a long time. Looking back, I can see that my soul was attracting me to karmic relationships and situations all meant to heal my heart fully and free me as quickly as possible so that I would unite with my twin and share our story. Developing my skills and learning many hard lessons early in life gave me many years to develop and be ready for the turnaround time. Thankfully, as I got a little older, many mentors did appear regularly in the form of books, friends, guides, teachers, and angels, and that got me through my early life. While I was growing as a mystical healer privately, I was developing as a psychotherapist publicly. Having completed my graduate degree, I worked in clinical settings where my mystical abilities were not acceptable. Therefore, I functioned in a traditional counseling setting for many years while practicing my mystical healing separately until the turnaround time when everything became one. Moving out of clinical settings, I launched my full-time private practice as a holistic psychotherapist where mystical healing was a regular part of all my sessions. I would never again hide the truth of who I was. Growing up in the turnaround time. I remember being with my guide under the Golden Arch just before I was born on 11-11 in 1961. Behind me was a colorful vortex of energy spinning furiously like a small twister, drawing me towards it. By now, I knew this was the pull that would eventually win me over and move me into the physical world to be born anew, to start again as a baby. You are about to enter your final lifetime. This is a very important life because you will have the opportunity to end the separation from your twin. I will whisper to you throughout the day, spend time with you in your dreams, and send messengers to help you. Most of all, the timer in your soul will show you the way. While in this life it may appear as if you are impetuous and unstable in relationships, you will actually be on a fast track to healing yourself and your relationships so you can be fully ready to unify with your twin. Thus, you will have many challenges to overcome early in life that will force you to grow. As you return to yourself and your twin, you will help others to do the same. 
In the turnaround time, everything that happened in Atlantis will occur again, but in reverse. As the darkness once entered the planet, it will now leave. You will experiment with several spiritual paths until you trust yourself enough to listen to your own inner knowing over the teachings of others. You will be surrounded by many of those who were with you in Atlantis, and together you will have the chance to heal the events, emotions, and damage from Atlantis. This will assist the turnaround time in the movement from darkness to light. There will be those who will try to interfere. Many of the dark ones in Atlantis will also be present again and fight for the survival of the other's presence on Earth by creating situations designed to induce fear and prevent the hearts of all from opening attempts to block the masculine and the feminine from moving towards each other once again. You will give birth to three of the four daughters you had in Atlantis with your karmic partner, which will allow you to fully heal that relationship with love and total forgiveness this time and help the children to do the same. They have a lot of forgiving and healing to do with you, both their fathers and their own twins. This process will help them grow in the turnaround time so they can launch into their own callings, fully heal, and return to themselves. You, your twin, the children, and your karmic partner, if he chooses, will now be able to complete the cycle from Atlantis and find peace and love with all of it. The relationship with your karmic partner will have great trials and tribulations, but will ultimately help you to open your heart and provide a platform for unification with your twin. Whereas in Atlantis you went from your twin to your karmic partner, you will now go from your karmic partner to your twin. What's more so, your twin who once left the children for the mission will return just as the children need him the most. Forgiveness and love will light the way for all as everything will happen in reverse. The path taken to come in will be walked back down in reverse in order to get out. The turnaround time moves everything and everyone to the right place for those who want to heal. Many from the Atlantean time period are returning to partake in the turnaround time to heal the separation that occurred during the Great Destruction. Those who incarnate will all re-experience relationships and events in reverse from them in order to heal just as you will. As darkness and fear entered the planet, it will now exit through love and forgiveness. These times can be very difficult for those resisting a soul-driven life. The power of the turnaround time will naturally unveil what needs to be healed and resistance will only bring it out even more. Many twins who separated in the Atlantean era have returned to unite. As the one become two, it now becomes one. You will assist many to do this. Be prepared. This is a life of service, and in order to achieve this, you will have a rough start in life to heal yourself so you can assist others to do the same through your example and wisdom. Be brave. Stay in your courage. I will be with you. You are never alone. 
You will meet your twin early in adult life before the birth of your children, which will activate the timer in each of you and set up the direction of healing in your life to come together at the right time. When you meet your twin, you will not recognize each other at first. This is necessary in order not to intervene in the path to heal all karma with self and others before uniting. This first activation will propel you along on the right path through a cellular memory and trigger that only contact with the twin can provide. Soon you will be born to your same parents from Atlantis. Your twin will comfort and protect you while in spirit until he too is born sometime after you to his same parents from Atlantis. No longer feeling him around you, his physical birth will be felt as a loss to you. Full physical union is necessary to assist the planet in healing and ground this great love. Your twin will have no memory that he is a man of the sun until you are in full union and he feels safe. Attacks from the dark ones upon all twins will be increasing and will threaten you. Your union will require great love and an open heart. You will help him remember who he is just after you yourself remember. You will lead the way this time. The feminine will lead the Atlantis reversal where once the masculine dominated. Now it is the feminine that will rise to bring balance. Your twin has programmed himself to ensure unification with you in this life. He will create a life that keeps him steady, non-destructive, and under the radar so he can ensure that you can return together for unification without interruptions. There have been many other lives motivated by the separation trauma of your initial split and the great switch he suffered causing him to feel he was a man of the moon. You have set up life scenarios to fully heal within yourselves and not repeat the past. Your twin will be personally frustrated in his own ambitions because of keeping his own light and energy field hidden until uniting fully. Then and only then will he follow as you lead him back into the light and then he will lead you too. The unique path of each soul is a story worth writing and reading. We are asking you to write yours so that others will be prompted to begin exploring theirs. The events and emotions surrounding the splitting of the soul hold the secret to each person's path, lessons, and purpose. Today on the planet, twins will help humanity ascend from a time of complete and utter darkness to love and light. Out of the chaos will come clarity. Her voice faded as I was swept into the vortex behind me. The Tractor Beam of Love My father, still just as kind and gentle as he was in Atlantis, was anxiously awaiting my arrival. While preparing for my delivery, my mother had so much love in her heart that not even the pain of childbirth hid the welcoming light shining from her towards me. I saw all this from above and felt how how wanted I was by my parents. The tractor beam of love was pulling me towards them. Flowers were everywhere. But even with all of this, I was torn about leaving my love somewhere in the spirit world when I heard him again, I will find you. The book. 
Many years later, I was on my lunch break from my first job after graduate school at a well-known psychiatric hospital. An old man I had never seen before approached me while inside a bank. He pointed and waved a finger at me. I know you. You're the woman that wrote that book. He lingered and stared at me, repeating this several times in obvious frustration that I had no idea what he was talking about. He raised his voice as he turned to look at others in the line. The teller looked around for validation to see if anyone understood him. He continued, she wrote that book. You know that book. She's the one. I said nothing, embarrassed by everyone staring at me. I smiled uncomfortably, looking around and raising my eyebrows at people as if to imply that the old man was clearly crazy. I scurried out the nearest door back to my small blue car. Heading back to work, I took the familiar drive by the large water reservoir I passed many times. I could not stop thinking about the old man. What is he trying to tell me? Am I supposed to write a book? While I had no memory yet of any other lifetime, much less Atlantis, my love or conversations with my guide, this time period was a mystical transformational time in my life filled with synchronistic events that came in quick succession. Many times after that day, I tried to write the book, but nothing happened. I did not even know what the book was supposed to be about. It was not the right time. The Painting, Three Girls Shortly after seeing the old man, I entered a frame shop. There before me was a painting of three young girls with long brown hair. I had to have it. I heard a voice. Someone left that here and never picked it up. Do you want it? Looking up at the store owner, yes. Carrying the large painting, I walked down the big avenue, smiling to myself and feeling a sense of joy. I started to run to my third-floor apartment, down the busy street, city street in a not-so-safe section of the city. Ever since I finished graduate school, I was used to living in areas that were not the best of places. I did not know why I felt at home in areas that lacked light. I did not know that I was in the turnaround time where Atlantis was reversing itself. I did not know that I was starting now in darkness and would move towards the light just as I had once started in the light and moved towards darkness in Atlantis. All I knew was that I was at home in the dark. I rode the rickety elevator up to the third floor, rushed down the hallway, and hung the picture of the three girls. I sat on my light blue couch, smiling. One day, I will have three girls just like this. Remembering Atlantis Many of my new friends at my first job as a therapist had an interest in Atlantis. I knew nothing about Atlantis yet, but felt an inexplicable interest in this lost continent. The lead liber from Atlantis was my first friend at the new job. While in Atlantis, she led me away from myself to the women's liberation movement. Now, in the turnaround time, she led me back to myself by introducing me to her friend, my sister Angel. She was a true sister on the path and a kindred spirit who was also from the divine order of the feminine. My sister Angel and I developed our abilities together. We met regularly and practiced our techniques. While most people our age were out partying, we stayed home and developed ourselves as channels and healers. 
this was a time of grand psychic awakening, accelerating my mystical abilities quickly. All through this, I had been meeting my love regularly in senior sky school, but had no memory of this. I was actively in and out of other relationships with other men, many from Atlantis, each of who helped me awaken to more memories of Atlantis. I became so intrigued by my connection to Atlantis that some months later I attended a past life regression seminar. It was then that I remembered Atlantis with rich detail for the first time in the physical world. As I opened my eyes from this regression, I was mulling over the devastating scene I just saw of being shot by an arrow in the neck while fleeing Atlantis on a horse where I saw water rising everywhere. I shared this with the man next to me who introduced himself. After some conversation, he invited me to go horseback riding with him. A few days later, I drove to his small ranch outside of Philadelphia, and we went riding. He was riding behind me when my neck started to hurt. I felt very cold. I panicked. Without pause, I realized this is the man who shot me in Atlantis. Seeing him now with my Atlantean eyes, I knew I had to get away. And, reversing the past this time, I decided that we stopped riding. He stood staring as I ran to my car without a farewell. My heart was pounding as I got in my car and left. During the next two years, I had countless bleed-through moments like that. I was shown more and more of Atlantis while developing my healing abilities. There was a trip to the Bahamas with a former Atlantean friend and another to Sedona with several of my work friends, all of whom were from Atlantis as well, slowly moving me into this multi-level experience of the past. After a while, just as I remembered things from this life, the knowledge that I had lived in Atlantis became normal and natural for me. The Harmonic Convergence It was the summer just before the Harmonic Convergence in the 1980s, a powerful astrological event marking the beginning of a new world when I awoke suddenly in the middle of the night. I heard my guide clearly tell me that I would meet my husband and the father of my future children in August. I was actually at a Latin dance party when I first saw him, and it was August. Unaware of the similarities to the festival in Atlantis and the power of the turnaround time in recreating the past, I thought I was just having a good time. Dancing among many, lost in music and laughter, my karmic partner appears just as he once had in the festival in Atlantis. I had instant recognition of him in every single fiber of my being as the man I would marry. Inseparable from then on, we danced the night away and began a three-year courtship that led to marriage and the eventual birth of three of the four daughters from Atlantis. The painting foreshadowing this always hung in our dining room. Shortly after we married, I visited an astrologer who predicted that I would have three daughters with my karmic partner, but that we would eventually separate No matter how hard I tried, I always heard his words in my mind. My karmic partner and I struggled daily to find common ground. I felt terrible. My karmic partner overtly expressed not feeling romantic love for me er very early on. 
He spent many nights out of the house, which was a continual source of pain for me and a deep soul-based trigger from our lifetime in the apartment. I hoped he would grow to be a more loving husband. I tried hard to be a good wife, but nothing improved our relationship. It seemed we were bringing out the worst in each of us. I was unaware that his unloving behavior toward me stemmed from my abandonment of him in Atlantis. Neither of us realized it was in part for forgiveness that we came together. We launched into our life trying the best we could to focus on things we both enjoyed in an effort to bond us. We became black belts in Tang Soo Do, a Korean karate practice. There was a positive way we could share and relate that was outside of the destructive karmic pattern we were in where we suppressed each other rather than assisted and supported one another. Even though we had continual struggles as a couple, soon we began having children fulfilling our destiny. This changed things. We settled into family life. Our differences became minimized. Our shared love for the children overrode deep feelings of dissatisfaction and long-standing karmic anger. Outside the home, I worked in a clinical setting as a therapist, but inside the home, I had a mystical practice. I never imagined that my love's mother would come across my advertisement in a local bookstore and show up one day for a reading. She was a nice woman with smiling eyes and long blonde hair. I channeled for her about her gifts and abilities with children. We smiled and hugged. She left, and that was it, I thought. But a short time after that, her son, my love, unknown to me yet, came to see me, prompted by her for a healing session. The power of the turnaround time was again reversing events. In Atlantis, he came to me to help and heal his mother. Now she came to me, leading me to help and heal him. And thus, his mother, who was actually the teacher from Atlantis, brought us together both times, then and now. When my love came to the door, we did not recognize one another. He was a young, clean-cut, all-American young man, eager to receive direction in his life. His mother had sent him to have a reading for me. When I placed my hands on his shoulders for energy healing, I felt a stirring, a pull, an awakening. What is this? I quickly dismissed the feelings, unaware as usual. This was a blast. I continued the reading despite the reaction in my body. My love was facing a difficult decision of whether he should enter the Peace Corps or enlist in the Marines. My guide spoke to him about the choice. We were unaware that this was a carryover from Senior Sky School, where he was told he would have to face a choice in this lifetime between love and fear, and that fighting was not more important than love. After this day, we did not see one another for a long time. We went about our lives. He joined the Peace Corps while I went on to have my first child with my karmic partner, who was the second daughter from Atlantis that sang to us in the pyramid. Chapter 12, The Turnaround Time Many years later, my love and I kept in touch as friends over the years, drawn to each other many times. I eventually recognized my love as my twin and came to him with this realization after many lives in separation. 
This was shortly after the birth of my youngest daughter, while I was completing my destiny in having these children with my karmic partner, a destiny that was a gift to us all, a destiny that would lay the foundation for the grand healing we all needed. Once my marriage to my karmic partner ended, my love and I had a chance to finally be together. However, after trying the path of love and union, we failed miserably at loving each other without resentment and fear. We had a brief happy period followed by endless arguments full of blame and rage rather than love and self-responsibility. I even began to question having left my karmic partner. No matter how hard we tried to suppress it, Atlantis kept haunting and influencing us. Even with little actual memory or conscious understanding of our time in Atlantis from the depths of our soul memory, it was alive within us. The initial split the final conversation, the dark island, the great destruction, all of it. Especially poignant and still affecting me deep within my being was the final conversation when I felt that no matter what I said or did, he felt a duty to go and fight for the environment, the people in the land against injustice. It became such an obsession for him that it seemed more important than our relationship and family. I eventually saw him with the woman on the dark island when I traveled in spirit, and the anger I held towards him for this was still alive within me. This was influencing me in the turnaround time unconsciously, causing me to feel continuously angry with him without apparent reason. In turn, he was still hurt from the rejection by me when I refused to take him back in Atlantis without fully remembering that either. He had an underlying mistrust that I would not really be there for him, emerging deep within him. He was guilt-ridden for leading, leaving us in Atlantis. He blamed himself for everything, his choice to leave, and the great destruction he had wanted to stop in the first place. Because he had been trapped by forces beyond his control on the dark island, he was afraid something like this would happen again, without knowing now where these feelings were coming from. We were both agitated and worn out from not knowing what was happening between us because so many of these issues were coming from another time and life, not from the present. We were not facing the feelings being together brought up inside of each of us. Our hearts were not open. We were both defensive without patience and lacked the willingness to face the mirrors we presented to one another. Being genuinely honest and real with ourselves and each other would have helped us to mourn and heal the past even without remembering it all. We were inside the gap, frozen from the trauma of our initial split, living lives of accumulated pain of separation from one another and blame towards one another. Despite having worked this out through forgiveness in the dream time, we were not yet able to manifest it in the physical world. During the turnaround time in our everyday life, we were a mess. Separation was imminent and was hard on the children. They had already suffered a great loss when I separated from my karmic partner, their biological father. Once my love and I parted ways, they suffered a second loss, losing the constancy of another father. The children were confused about where they belonged. They lacked the stability they needed. It was a very unsettling time. I found myself alone with the girls again just as in Atlantis. 
but the great power of the turnaround time was pushing me to fully heal. This caused me to feel drawn back to my karmic partner. I did not know why at first, but eventually I faced a difficult and shocking realization that my karmic partner and I had not fully healed the karma between us. In fact, it was a central factor in my separation with my love in the turnaround time because I left my karmic partner prematurely without love and forgiveness of him and myself. I left in anger. This kept my heart closed, and this was carried into my relationship with my love. I could not be with my love with a closed heart, for he would and did feel this instantly as my twin. This was silently pushing him away, but made space for me to complete my karma with my karmic partner, a necessary prerequisite for union with the twin. The Lost Children in the meantime, during our times apart in other lifetimes and now again in the turnaround time, my love had several relationships, friendships, and interactions with the lost children. Many lost children from Atlantis were born again in the turnaround time. In Atlantis, they had been the worker bees and keepers of the dark island for the dark ones. They assisted in the entrapment of my love on the dark island where the great switch happened when their sorcery had him see himself as a man of the moon instead of a man of the sun by switching his life force and inner serpent with these men. The great switch was intentionally created by the dark ones to keep men detached from themselves with no access to their inner serpent which is necessary to have a vibrant energy field and be oneself fully in the physical world. This stopped many men from grounding their loving masculine presence on earth or following their inner own inner serpents, which would have guided them to their twins. The inner serpent is the kundalini life force that creates life on the planet, and within it is the soul-based memory of the twin. Interrupting the inner serpent, then, was part of the agenda to separate twins. The men of the moon were the healers and protectors of the planet, while the men of the sun were the teachers bringing in light, leadership, and wisdom. My love, believing he was a man of the moon, felt responsible for directly healing the lost children that had returned, rather than being himself, which would have brought them and everyone else tremendous light. My love was drawn to the lost children as well because he was trying to reverse their sorcery and get back to himself. Deep inside, without fully re realizing it, he was trying to get what was taken from him. But instead, the lost children were continually flocking to him for help and taking from him again. And since he thought he was a man of the moon, he gave to them endlessly from his own personal energy. This drained him of his own life force. The more he did for the lost children, the less they did for themselves, which led to my love feeling even more depleted. The truth is that the lost children needed to heal their own pain from feeling unwanted and reach out to the Supreme Creator for love and acceptance rather than expect others to make up for what they had not received as the children of parents who made it without open hearts or the presence of love. While my love was once physically trapped on the dark island in Atlantis, he was now trapped inside himself forevermore after that until the turnaround time when I realized I had to help him. 
In Atlantis, I had run in terror when I saw him trapped on the dark island and later rejected him in anger when he returned. I would now reverse all this by actively helping to free him through my love, just as he did for me in the land of denial. Great acts of love, especially from the twin, can free you. Looking back, we did not understand that the very calling he felt in Atlantis was a setup by the Dark Ones to separate us and all twins to destroy the balance between the masculine and the feminine needed on the planet for love to thrive. We were not working together as a team in Atlantis. We fell into the beliefs of the times and into the polarized roles of men and women rather than feeling and expressing our true emotions. Thus we separated, as did all twins at that time. The Dark Island experience made him question himself constantly. He knew it had caused me and the children pain and destruction, and he saw himself as the cause. He felt he should have figured a way out sooner, not really seeing how much he and all of us were set up by the Dark Ones. I had everlasting pain for not assisting him. Additionally, my denial of my need for my love was stopping the flow between us just as much as was his denial of missing me. The gap between us was again growing in the turnaround time. It felt as if we made no progress. The same dark ones were around benefiting from what they set up to begin with in Atlantis to get control of the planet and live off the inner serpent. The Soul Call while we were in separation in the turnaround time after we had tried to be together, I had a kind of liberal independence that I only now realize was founded on the denial of my twin's existence and my deepest need for him. I had the darkest moments of my life, but I found a way to go forward by asking the Supreme Creator to help me heal myself fully. I was ready for my true partner, and that is when I made the soul call even while I had suppressed the knowing that my love was my twin. The soul call comes from the constant angst and desire within the soul to merge with its other half, to unify, to be one again. The soul call is pure love, unaffected or influenced by fear. Even when your twin may be actively resisting you, there is power in the soul call. The soul call invokes the magnet to the twin, my soul call was my first great act of love. I was without a partner, yet I longed for love. I felt in my heart there was someone out there for me, and one day I finally made the deep, untethered, complete soul call for my true partner. I made this call genuinely and with so much emotion and desire that the loving angels immersed themselves into my life. And this is what they will do for anyone who makes the soul call in earnest. With me, they used scenarios previously constructed by the Libbers with men of the moon to help me heal. The Libbers had put several men of the moon who had been part of the great switch into my life through a Latin dance hobby and career I was pursuing in my time alone. These men of the moon were carrying the energy of the men of the sun from the great switch the Libbers figured that I would feel the sun energy and take one of them to be my twin as a false twin, leading me away from my love. But the soul call changed everything. 
As the loving angels worked their magic through my soul call, I ended up receiving great healing from my time with the men of the moon who were innate healers. This opened my heart to begin moving back towards my love, becoming yin. It was through the partner dancing that I learned to feel and radiate my beauty and sensuality as I surrendered and trusted my dance partner. Because the dance could only work with a defined leader and follower, I had to stop micromanaging and learning and trying to control the dance. I had to allow the leader to lead. I had to explore what it meant to follow. I feared being passive or weak, but in time it freed me to be myself. While the dance began with a defined leader, Yang, and a defined follower, Yin, once within the dance, it was almost impossible to tell who was leading or who was following. We moved as one. The dance became a beautiful co-creation with an engaged leader and follower. Neither was more powerful or important than the other. Each dance became a new opportunity to heal my soul at the most profound place in my being. I relished bringing my feminine energy forward, moving my hips and body while actively following the structure the lead provided. And as he felt my softness in following him while beautifying the steps and expressing the magic of the feminine, he was inspired to continue leading and became more creative in the steps as he opened to his own masculine magic. Letting my dance partners have the yang role gave me the space to express my yin role. This allowed us to blend. While I thought I was dancing to find a new career, I instead my, found myself and then my twin. I embraced my feminine now. This healed me by undoing the idea that I did not need anyone, and while dancing alone was fun, it did not match the beauty and the co-creative dance with another and the magnetic ability of that union in spreading love and joy. This awakened my desire to be with my love, to be together, to merge, just as in the dance. And as I became more yin and open, he could move towards me without me pushing him back. But for him to feel welcomed, I would eventually need to hold space for him. Holding Space In Atlantis, my love had initiated our separation, but in the turnaround time, I initiated our separation as everything was now happening in reverse. Despite that it was me pulling away this time, in my heart, I wanted my love to wait for me. I hoped in time maybe we would come back to each other, but I had not admitted this to him or myself. He did not wait and even moved on to a new relationship. This stirred the same feelings as when he left after the final conversation in Atlantis and then ended up with someone else on the dark island, as I saw long ago when I traveled in spirit. I wanted him to wait, yet I had not waited for him in Atlantis. I did not know that he was my exact and perfect mirror and that we were taking turns running from each other in fear. I had become the runner now, reversing Atlantis. While running, I immersed myself in my life, my passions, and my calling to dance prompted from my soul call. I did not realize the loving angels were assisting me in my soul call, but I can see now that it led me to my love through all the, my lessons learned. 
When the soul call is made, the loving angels will help you heal whatever blocks you from your twin. After the soul call and the divine intervention of my loving angels within my dance career, I eventually forgave myself and my karmic partner completely, finally. I took total and complete responsibility for my choices and decisions rather than blaming my love, my karmic partner, anyone or anything outside of myself. Eventually, I had to see my own role in the separation from my love. I had to forgive myself for not taking him back in Atlantis. Then and only then was I finally able to surrender to my deep desire for my other half. This opened me to recognize who my love was once again. Then I began to hold space for him, even while he was actively resisting me. I recognized him again after the youngest daughter asked many times to see him, and I began to encourage this through having him stay with her while I was out for a regular dance night. One late afternoon while he was visiting her just before her 14th birthday, I looked over at him. And to be frank, the unexpected happened. I felt my face become hot. The knot in my throat swelled. Uncontrollable tears began flowing and my legs became weak. In that my soul call was answered. I recognized my love again. I knew he was my twin. This blast lifted the veil of forgetfulness completely. It happened that suddenly. Whereas in Atlantis he wrote me the letter, this time reversing Atlantis, I wrote him the letter. I everything I had realized. I took responsibility for my part in our separation. I shared my entire journey in our time apart. I professed my love for him openly and without reservation. At first, he would not read it. That is how much he was afraid to open himself to me again. And while he was refusing to read the letter, I felt the timer continually pushing me towards him. This is when I was also compelled to begin the book of our story while I held space for him every minute of every day. He had been out there blowing in the wind. The lack of love flowing between us caused him many problems, and he was down and not feeling well. He was still feeling stuck from the unhealed entrapment within him from the dark island. He continually resisted my attempts to unite us at first. But by holding space, I made the decision that I would wait for my love and unconditionally love and support him even while he was choosing not to return to me. As painful as it was that he was rejecting me, I held space for him anyway without pressuring him or insisting he realize we were meant for one another. I even held space in my home for him by preparing a physical space for him and emptying a full closet for his things. I bought him a card I would one day give him. I bought blue towels I knew he would like for the bathroom. I prayed daily for him and sent him love every day from my heart. I detached from the need for him to return on my schedule and in my way. I instead provided a loving space for him in my heart from where I accepted him fully as he was without expectations. I also let him know I would wait for him as long as it took and this time I would be there for him when he was ready. 
I told him there would be no one else for me but him, and I meant it. I waited for him day in and day out, even while I cried my heart out missing him, and he refused to come back to me. I knew one day he would return, but I had no idea when. This time, I would be there. This time, I would take him back. I would close the open-ended loop from Atlantis. While my love was fearful to come back home, he said to me later that my holding space created a tractor beam of love he could not resist. And just as he had said when he put the rock in the water in senior sky school, the youngest daughter would reunite us. The right time for us to unify had arrived. Now we had to heal from the damage done by our separation in Atlantis, a lifelong process in the turnaround time. We had to understand how we gapped to begin with, which for us meant addressing the final conversation and our initial split with each other through the eyes of love this time. This is the daily work of the twin relationship and is one we now embrace together as one. Unification and our future. After reuniting, we knew we had to make complete changes. What we had realized was missing in our lives was discipline, focus, and spirituality. I will not lie, it did take some time to change our lifestyles in the turnaround time, but we did. My love and I would wake up early in the morning just before the rising of the sun, get on our hiking clothes, and head out the door for an early morning walk through the valley. Each morning was special because this was the time of day when we were not yet caught up in the demands of the day and the world, and we would talk about the things that were most important to us. This is also the time when divine information is at its highest peak. The rising of the sun creates an opening where we are given the opportunity to reach deep inside the soul and remember who we are. It is the time when guides and angels can be heard the best and one can connect to the Supreme Creator, setting up a platform of love and connection each day. My love and I made a choice to do this daily, and in order to be sure that we were rested enough for this, we always went to sleep early. Nights were filled with a highly nutritious meal, followed by time to rest and digest the meal and the day. While we would occasionally watch a movie, read, or catch up on light chores, what was most important was family time, and usually this meant a fun family game, storytelling, an art project, or sharing with each other through our feelings and thoughts. We spent very little time on electronics. We understood this deterred us from hearing our own soul's wisdom and guidance. Electronics did not lift our energy or contribute to our soul's awakening. In fact, they did the opposite, lowering our energy and creating havoc in our energy fields. Caring for our energy fields was most important to us now. Before bed, my love and I were showered, ready for bed, reading to one another, praying, or making love. We changed our diets to include whole, natural, organic foods, fruits, and vegetables, many of which were locally or homegrown by us. We drank lots of fresh spring water with lemon. Several times a week we would sit, channel, and talk with our guides, contemplate life, and share feelings with each other or work in our garden. Growing our own food was now the norm. 
My love and I were devoted to local projects in the community and internationally through our writings, teachings, and connections to others. My love was involved with several organizations that he believed in and was working on his first book. I started on my second book at this point and had my own projects going on, still assisting others as a healer. No matter what was going on, my love and I took time out every day to check in with each other and place time alone above everything else. We were closely monitoring habits that drained us. My love had preoccupations with news and the media at times as a way to turn away from his own body and inner feelings when he felt anxious, scared, or bored. But this boredom subsided over time as he developed our garden, and even more so when he was continually physically active. I had my own habits to deal with, which arose from not setting proper boundaries and all too often focusing on others rather than myself. In time, I learned to set loving boundaries that took my well-being into consideration. Self-care for both of us was now paramount. By then, the dark ones knew how to get to us. They would use our fears and habits to weaken our energy fields, which would then create chaos and conflict between us. We eventually realized that in order to stay in unity, we needed our bodies and energy fields in prime health all the time. Any dips in energy would cause a ripple effect that would go on and on. We knew any gaps between us, any way we were not honest with each other, any unresolved feelings between us would create openings. One way we could heal our energy field was through lovemaking, which we did regularly. This would join and revitalize our energies intensely and completely each time. Physical sexuality with the twin brings the spirit of the soul fully into the body. But we also soon learned that to stay in alignment, it was essential to follow lovemaking by giving ourselves time to assimilate the healing and one another's energy each time. Our lovemaking, besides being intensely sensual, passionate, erotic, and beautiful, would open portals into other worlds, other lives, other timelines, and most importantly, our real feelings. In addition to uniting our soul, it caused a further awakening in us. We slowly discovered that we could use our lovemaking to accelerate our growth because it highlighted that which each of us needed to heal. As the soul unifies and the two become one, it pushes up and out all the feelings and fears that prevent full union. The more we made love, the faster we grew. We knew by now that our real feelings were the gateway to union and that our fears were the path away from feelings and each other. It was that simple. We had to make the choice, love or fear. The children, the three with us, and the one birth to other parents all moved to their right place and began healing in their own souls fully and completely. Our union was helping our daughters to follow love and to heal everything they needed in order to live their own soul-driven lives. The turnaround time was healing everyone. It brought us back home. The and epilogue the suppression of the feminine 
The main problem in Atlantis was planetary distress caused by the Dark Ones, who knew the others would dominate if they could create a planet where the feminine had no role. This was because the presence of unconditional love on the planet can only thrive when the masculine and the feminine energies are in perfect balance with each other. This means the feminine has to come forward now after the masculine has dominated for so long. The Dark Ones created situations where men would be drawn not only to leave their women to go off and fight, but also to subordinate the women to lesser roles in an attempt to protect them, but end up controlling them. The women felt continually abandoned and suppressed, and fear grew in the hearts of everyone. The Dark Ones knew that the masculine had an inborn desire to protect his family, so they made it look like this act of leaving for war was a noble and good thing, while slowly they were disconnecting men from their emotional natures and their own twins. As the masculine returns to its emotional nature, this will begin healing. The Return of the Feminine I know now that the planet cannot heal without the presence of the feminine standing equal and beside the masculine, but this does not mean the feminine does not need the masculine. I had to be fully myself as the feminine side of our soul. While alone, I wanted to feel strong and never feel that I was missing something deep inside myself. Ironically, it was feeling my own self completely, making no apology for myself, not blaming anyone outside of myself, asserting my emotions and desires, finding meaning in my life, and healing my traumas, that I was able to admit I was actually missing something deep inside myself. This helped me surrender, soften, and be strong and open enough to receive my love and tell him that I needed and wanted him all along. Many women are now leading their twins back to wholeness today. The yang halves must have complete acceptance of their yin halves as equals while accepting love again from the feminine. The yang must act in the world from wholeness while expressing masculinity without the loss of emotions or the yin side. The masculine can then balance the calling out in the world with the calling within. They can learn that being masculine does not mean shutting down feelings or the feminine. Once I reclaimed my own yin nature, something was sparked within my love. This time, I held space for him even while he resisted me. Patiently, I waited. This was the beginning of healing the gap between us. My love now had to face what led him from me in the beginning and why he chose fear time after time rather than love. But that is his story to tell. The Mother of Everything After we united permanently, the ancient brothers and sisters made their re-entrance into our lives. We had no idea that this gentle group of spirits, who also called themselves the winged ones, or fine feathered friends, were spirits that we had known from Atlantis. Their wisdom, much like that of any ancient grandmother or grandfather of any culture, is unmatched and invaluable beyond words. This beautiful tribe of winged ones are our friends. They are the true keepers of the earth. The mother of everything, or the mother, 
is the feminine side of the supreme being. The ancient brothers and sisters have shared with us that they are part of her and have explained that her energy has been replaced by that of the livers. The livers consider themselves to be the divine feminine on earth. Ironically, despite the fact that many of them have not had long-lasting romantic and loving relationships, they often give relationship advice, causing even more disarray between the masculine and the feminine on the planet. Healing the twin relationship within the soul is the gateway to heal the split between the masculine and the feminine on the planet. The ancient brothers and sisters stressed the importance of calling on the mother of everything to help the feminine rise up and make the soul call to the masculine. The mother is the feminine side of the supreme creator, and it is her energy that is within the earth. The inner serpent rises from her through our physical bodies and joins the light of the mother, light of the father, the masculine side of the supreme creator. The inner serpent rises from her through our physical bodies and joins with the light of the Father, the masculine side of the Supreme Creator. This is the ultimate way to have love and enlightenment in the body, the unification of the mother and the father through us. The inner serpent's powerful energy heals the body, mind, and soul of each person as it rises through the body and can lead to heightened states of enlightenment and joy. It is the inner serpent that is ignited when twins unite. Others have wanted the energy of the inner serpent from the mother for themselves, interrupting the very fabric of humanity, the love between the mother and the father. It is this love which is now being healed through the twins. If your twin is not available or alive, if you have no idea or are uncertain who they are, you can merge with your twin inside yourself in your one soul and begin healing the separation within your heart between the masculine and the feminine. Trust that the right relationship to assist your soul's growth will come your way even if it is not your twin. This all begins by developing a deep heartfelt longing and desire to merge with your twin to become one and heal all the emotional patterns that prevent this union. This is the soul call, and by choosing love every day in your heart, this will heal you and drastically affect the larger community and the energy grid on the planet, fulfilling the true prophecy of heaven on earth. If you know for certain who your twin is, and if you are not together with him or her, ask yourself, how might I be lying to myself right now? Look at your twin in your mind's eye and heart and ask yourself, what are they feeling right now? Your twin is part of you. Do not blame them, for they are you. One half of the soul cannot lie to the other. Ask yourself how you might be contributing to how he or she feels. Go deep in yourself so you can see the mirror. Feel what you feel. Spend time being honest. As your twin nears you, you will be faced with yourself. If this is what you want, then make the soul call to your other half. And for those fortunate enough to be with their twins, remember that the relationship can only last as long as you are willing to be in truth and own what is mirrored to you as part of you already. 
Your twin will mirror every imbalance, emotional denial, and trauma in your half of the soul. This will be the greatest challenge, to love your twin as he or she mirrors the pain of separation and its consequences back to you for ultimate healing. As the two halves become one, everything that is unloving will reveal itself. The greatest challenge will be resisting the urge to run rather than to feel fully and experience the joy of the twin union. Reunification in the physical world does not mean that you merge into one body. It means that you merge at the soul level. When this happens, you exercise your original purpose and purity, and this affects the planet instantly. Reunified souls invite everyone into balance by their sheer presence and image of the feminine and the masculine, mother-father within the Supreme Creator. To be clear, this is specifically the yin and yang of each one soul coming together in perfect balance, whether or not it is within a heterosexual relationship or a same-sex one. The sex of the body is not what defines the primary essence of masculine or feminine. It takes great love to reunify, and this affects everyone and everything. Great love causes healing. The original state of the one soul on the earth heals the magnetic grid of the planet. Twin souls, as one soul, have a magnetic pull between them since the initial split. The emotional balance and love between twins creates harmony on the planet. This is the blueprint and the code of how it was to be originally. Soul halves would have incarnated simultaneously, grown up near one another with an uninterrupted pull to be together as soon as a coming of age set in. They would create love on the planet and exercise the unique creativity of the whole soul on the planet. This was interrupted in Atlantis, but is what needs to happen now. Incarnating provides the opportunity to bring the spirit of the Supreme Creator fully onto the planet. This process of twins unifying as one soul will allow you to live with the spirit of your whole soul in your body and is the true ascension process that everyone speaks of in the turnaround time. In this time, humans will remember that they came from the Supreme Creator as a soul half and a body. Then they will begin moving into union with each other through love. The purpose of human life is to have a creative life of love and harmony in the land of duality known as Earth. This creative and unique soul expression inherent in each unified twin soul pair has a particular calling that helps humanity and provides a holding space of complete great love, which is the perfect divine balance of masculine and feminine on earth. A word from the ancient brothers and sisters, the divine family. You have all been indoctrinated to feel that a true desire to have a partner that completes you is a very bad thing and signals weakness and dependency, when the truth is that surrendering and joining the other half of your soul will take you to heights of joy and wholeness that are unimaginable. This divine partnership will skyrocket the planet's healing and accelerate the turnaround time so love can rule again, restoring the natural order of things. We call Earth the planet of the heart, 
It is the only place where the gift of physical incarnation allows you to experience separation from the twin and the supreme creator and develop emotionally through that separation by living from love. The supreme creator is the mother and the father, divine feminine and divine masculine. These divine parents look to their children to grow in love. As each soul pair grows in individual bodies and the pain of separation is healed through love, more love is created on the planet and therefore returned to the divine parents. The children who are the incarnated twin souls then return love to the divine parents through growing in love, just as human children so often do for their earthly parents. Each family on earth creates an opportunity to recreate the divine family in the form of earthly parents and their children as incarnated souls in a loving family unit. This is why the family unit is key and why deteriorating it has been a goal by the others in the form of destroying family values, creating a plague of family dysfunction. Restoring the family will help the planet heal on every level. The soul call is the beginning of restoring love on the planet. It manifests as a deep internal longing for one's true partner. The true soul call will always move you toward your twin, even if your twin is not currently in a body. For you see, you can spend time with your twin in many dimensions. The most easily understood is the dream state. The simple act of calling out to your twin will start great love flowing. The others will push their agenda of relationships based on addictions and superficiality and of lives that are so far from the true calling of the soul that meeting and being drawn towards your twin never happens. But despite this, the soul call to your twin will move you to instantly into your real self and will begin revealing long-held, repressed feelings, wisdom, and realizations of all kinds. The soul call will change the course of your life, but only if it is truly sincere. Choose love. Liz's skills as a healer really shine through this book. Using her 30 years experience channeling, she is able to remember and channel in detail important parts of our story and really of everyone's story but she does not rely on her channeling abilities alone. She balances the channeling with her more than 30 years' experience as a therapist, telling the story in a grounded way that highlights what needs to be healed and how to heal it. I do not channel and do not have memory of these lifetimes the way Liz does. However, I believe that the only way to actually know something is to feel it deeply and with all of your being. I know these writings are true because I feel the truth in them. Indeed, my reaction to our story is visceral. Each time I read the book, I have nightmares of being separated from Liz. The dreams are so real and so painful that I wake up screaming out loud and reaching for her in the night, trying to pull us towards each other. Of course, there are some very difficult lessons here. It is not easy to look at our story and relive the painful losses. To be honest, as the book points out, I have spent a lot of time wallowing in self-pity, imagining myself to be Odysseus, bitterly separated from my wife and family by nothing more than the whims of the gods. I have blamed God and raged at him for his failing. 
While the expression of emotion like that is fine, living perpetually in a state of anger at others or God is not going to heal anything. As the book points out, we must each claim full responsibility for our feelings and our denial of some of those feelings. The argument between Liz and I that opens the book shows it so clearly. I did not want to leave my wife and family. I desperately did not want to go. But rather than act on my true feelings, I let social obligation and fear control my decision, worked hard to suppress my feelings, and went off to save the world. I have been living with the consequences of that decision for a very long time. The truth is, deep inside, I was blaming myself for what happened. I found it impossible to forgive myself for not being able to foresee the consequences of the decision to leave. The turnaround time offers a message of hope that long ingrained patterns can heal. As we have both become more aware of our feelings and denials, Liz and I have been able to recognize how we have created our reality and the difficulties between us. Using this knowledge, we have made different choices. The most important of these is the choice to listen to our own feelings and to listen to each other. Liz has shown how both of us were responsible for what happened in Atlantis by not fully feeling our emotions and how neither of us knew any better at that time. We did not understand ourselves, nor did we understand the darkness. By taking responsibility for her piece of what happened, she has made it easier for me to forgive myself. While there are many lessons and teaching in the book, for me, at the end of the day, this is a story about the love I feel for my wife and my family. It is easy to talk about feeling emotions and healing, but true healing involves going back and feeling sadness, loss, and pain. It is not as easy as it sounds once you realize just how much loss, sadness, and pain is waiting for you there. Most people spend their days avoiding those kinds of feelings. But like Odysseus, all I have wanted to do since that fateful day in Atlantis is return home to my family. It is my love for them that drives me to look deep within and feel those feelings in order to heal. As our youngest says, love never ends. It is true, and if you let true love flow, it will push the darkness out every time. V.J. Nolan This concludes our journey through the pages of the turnaround time. I would like to express my deepest gratitude to Liz Grauman Nolan and her husband for sharing this story with me personally and for allowing that this can be shared with others. I thank you for joining me each week for pages and stages and auditory experience. And I welcome your comments and discussion about this story. Um, And I look forward to bringing you another story in the near future. In the meantime, I just ask and allow that the healing that can come through this telling of their story help you as you bring your own story into awareness and as you return to the wholeness and unity 
merging with both aspects of your one soul, for this is the turnaround time. Namaste.